Welcome to Your Business, Your Life with Matt DeFrancesco, your personal financial technician. Whether you've had years of success in your business or just starting out, Highlift Financial can help you create a vision for your business, life, and family, and align these for generational wealth. As they say, what happens in your life affects your business. And now, on to the show. Before we jump back in, can you share with us again, Matt, about you, your company, and then we're going to jump into the six other things. Yeah, sure. So again, uh, it's Matt DeFrancesco. I've been in... uh, financial services for the last 16 years. And my focus has been in with the small to mid-sized family business, kind of helping them to navigate all the intricacies of that business. And my particular focus now is in the automotive repair or automotive collision space, but I work with a number of different family businesses that are out there. So that's why I think this stuff is so important because many times, many family businesses have never really thought beyond what's happening on the day-to-day basis. And these are really critical things because, you know, life throws wrenches to you and you need to be prepared for that to both not only protect yourself, but to protect your family and your business. So that's where I think a lot of these, um, these considerations come in. You know, another thought came to mind and say they don't have any kids. They have no family member that wants to take over this. I, I imagine there's many, many business owners that are in that same role where, you know, maybe they're married and, you know, if they pass away, they don't want to leave their spouse with nothing, but of course their spouse isn't in that position to take it over. So, you know, say they have that key team member. So are you able to work with them to, you know, structure in such a way that, you know, the spouse still gets some kind of income from this business or something yes. like that? Like how's this? Like, yeah. So I, I think specific, not advice. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. I know. Well, I think, I think what you're talking about is these, these business considerations and the income needs that, that, that they may need. So, okay. I think we can look at this from two different angles. Mm-hmm. One is from the owner is still involved, still capable of being involved, and he just doesn't know where his succession plan is going to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then how do we make sure that we're providing for um, that we can develop somebody from the, either from the inside And that's, again, identifying a key person or key people that might want to do this. If he doesn't have anybody there, then we need to go out and find somebody from the outside that would be Mm -hmm. interested in doing that. And that might be more of a, you know, bringing them on as a junior, depending on where, where they stand. I mean, I was, I was just actually just was talking to a shop owner and and that was his story was he basically, he wasn't even in the car business, but you know, when he was a kid there was a shop that was just down the road from him. He was like 14 years old. He could ride his bike to it and he just swept the floors. And that was like his first job. Mm-hmm. And then he went off to college and, and then he was getting, he was studying pre-med and was going to be a doctor, but then didn't want to do this. And, and the guy called him back and said, Hey, I need some more help. Would you come back? And mm-hmm. so he started learning more of the operations of the business. And so they almost it became partners. But what happened was that it got to a point where all of a sudden, like this guy had no kids didn't develop the older owner, no kids, didn't have a succession plan. And this guy was supposed to be, but they weren't seeing things eye to eye. Uh Okay. So finally, Tom, the guy I was talking to ended up going off and he bought a shop and then bought a second and bought a third. And that's how he's been building his business. Now he, I was asking him, I said, what happened to the other guy? And he says, well, he's now developed. He had three shops and he's now up to seven, but his problem is, is that he still hasn't addressed the issue of what do I do from here? 
Yeah. Okay. And I think that's where I come in to help start developing that. And so it's, can we identify somebody from the inside? If not, can we then find outside buyers that mm-hmm. could either buy the business or somebody from the outside that could come in and run the business that you can eventually transition it to? So I think that's the first consideration. The second is if something happens to the owner and that's, that's kind of, that's a little different dynamic because now we have, this is where we put more of the financial structures that are in. So I think, you know, first off, we need to have, we need to protect the family. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a couple different ways that we can do that. I think the first thing is, is that we put adequate insurance protections in that will ensure that the spouse and any, you know, uh, any like family members that are living at home will still have the income to meet their needs. It's not always just traditional, just using a straight life insurance policy. A lot mm-hmm. of times uh, you'll want to use like different types of trusts, irrevocable life insurance trusts, grantor, uh, retainer, annuity trusts, those type of things. I'm not going to get into the weeds with the details on that, but again, we want to structure to ensure that the family's income needs are also met. And again, as we, as we get into this on your chart, that's where we're talking about. And I'm going to, again, try to share my screen here is this one of the business considerations. Yeah. So we have to look at, we've got the income needs that we've talked about over here. Mm-hmm. Now we're looking at the business consideration. So how do we keep the business functioning in the event that the owner has a death or disability? Well, you know, one of the key things to do is to look into the organization and say, okay, who can fill the roles of that owner? Okay. Mm -hmm. So again, it could be children. If the spouse knows enough about the business, maybe the spouse does that. I think more ideally uh, it's to look at certain key employees that would be able to do that. Now, just to give you an example, let's say you have a child that's in the business. They're kind of, they're starting to learn the business. So we're not ready for that transition yet. And all of a sudden something happens to the owner They're they die or they're disabled. Mm -hmm. You also may want to look at having some business continuity insurance that if something happens to the owner, there's, uh, there's funds that are available. Maybe you have to hire an outside CEO to run it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have funds that would be able to compensate them and, and to be able to keep the business functioning properly. Maybe the kid is the heir apparent, but they're not ready yet. So maybe what you would do is you could utilize that key person insurance to be able to bring a, a, a transitional CEO in that can run the business and also train maybe that child or that key person to eventually take over. And, and you would have contracts in place to be able to do that. Maybe it's a five-year contract. Maybe it's a, I mean, most of the time you're probably going to see like five to seven years. Yeah. on those type of things. So again, it's these type of considerations. So key man insurance, I think is really key. If you've got partners having your buy sell agreements that are available so that, because, you know, especially if you've got partners, so you got two families that are involved. Okay. All of a sudden one, one dies. How do we make sure the other family's whole? So a buy sell agreement is basically, it's, it's basically like a cross purchase. So one owner buys a life insurance policy on the other and vice versa. So that if something happens to one of the owners, the, um, the life insurance, the death uh, benefit proceeds come to the company to pay out the other spouse, the other family, basically buy out their shares. Oh. 
Interesting. So okay. I didn't even think about that. So I need to go buy a life insurance for Darion in case something happens in our business, essentially. Well, and I think both of you need to do yeah. that because again, because technically, you know, if something happens to you, yeah. it's normally going to transition to your husband and kids. Mm-hmm. All right. And maybe they have no interest in the business. So what Darian needs to do is he needs to have funds available to be able to buy them out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that basically makes them whole on their end. And then he has full control and then he can utilize, you know, then he can either hire another partner, continue to run it on his own. However, he'd want to do that. Yeah. And that kind of like, so we're not in the midst of exiting or ending the business, but do you help people before a business even forms or as they're forming the business, go through some of these ring continuity, creating, you know, this business consideration. So you have all those plans in place prior to business getting started too. I mean, if we can get to that point, you know, if I get a brand new business owner who's just starting a business and I can get them trained, I mean, this makes things much smoother. Mm-hmm. Most of the clients that I hire already have established businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been around for a while, but yet they haven't done many of these things. And so early on, before I had a lot of these tools and these assessments, I'd have to try to almost sell them on these things. And it became, you know, again, Life insurance is a dirty word. Nobody wants to talk about life insurance. Okay. Nobody thinks they're going to die. Estate planning, getting people to just put together a basic will and power of attorney. It's like pulling teeth because nobody wants to think about those things. Now, what we're doing with the assessments is it's bringing this to the forefront. They've answered these questions and they're showing this chart is showing them these are your, these are my concerns. Yeah. Now it becomes very real. And now I can say, okay, well, here's what we do in this point. Here's what we do in that point. But again, yeah, yeah. but I think, but I think the company that is just starting out, like you guys who are still fairly new, these are things that you can do now that'll make your lives so much easier as things move down the road. And again, that plan's going to evolve. So for example, you know, you might be saying, okay, well, yeah, maybe Darian and I need to uh, do a cross purchase by a sell agreement. Mm-hmm. Okay. But maybe the value of your company is not quite that high yet. So maybe you just want to buy some term insurance that's inexpensive, 10 year, 20 year. Okay. To start out, business starts growing, cash flow becomes better. Then you can start looking into more permanent solutions. I've actually done some of these plans where we utilize not only where we utilize the life insurance, not only just for the death benefit, but almost to become like a family bank because they can actually borrow against the, the death benefits mm-hmm. is, is they have enough cash value in it. All right. And to be able to fund certain projects. So, you know, like I gave you the example on the last episode about my excavating family. All right. Mm-hmm. And that's what we, uh, that's what we end up putting in place. They just had a basic buy, sell agreement. It was term insurance. It wasn't even enough. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I think they had, uh, it was two brothers and they had $500,000 on each. Well, the business was worth well, well over $2 million. Mm-hmm. So, but again, and they had this problem I, I mentioned in the last episode about they'd be cash rich at the end of the year, mm-hmm. but um, you know, CPA would tell them we need to get rid of income, go buy some trucks, buy trucks, take the depreciation on them. But all of a sudden, then January, February, March, when they're bidding on jobs, no cash, they couldn't get the bidder bonds that they needed to bid on jobs for the coming spring and summer. Uh-huh. So what we did was we built the, the buy-sell agreement with cash value insurance, all right, uh-huh. that they would put in, all right, build cash value. But if for some reason they, they, they needed to show cash on the books, they could show that cash value. 
Yeah. Okay. And in an emergency came up, they could borrow against that. All right. They weren't taking a huge amount of money out of operating expenses. Okay. So that you can kind of build these dual purposes, but it can evolve as the business evolves. So for somebody like you and Darian, who are still, you know, you're just kind of just beginning, you're growing, you, you put these plants in place, but knowing that they're going to evolve as the business evolves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's interesting. And just, you know, a whole different way to think about it. And, but it's all, it's all so very real. The stuff can happen. We never know like that. I can completely relate. My father just had a triple bypass surgery in October and in the hospital, they're like, do you want to like do a will and trust? And we're like, no, he's going to live. <laughs> like, <we're fine>. I know. <laughs> and it's just I like, know. you know, that, that fear of like thinking of those worst case scenarios and all those different things, but it, you know, it's definitely needed and we should have done it, but he didn't want to do it actually. I know, like, I know. I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. So. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's funny because I, I, a lot of times what I do is I relate stories. Mm -hmm. I think, I think people, the stories resonate with people and I've had, I've had some clients who never put any of that stuff in place and, and a spouse died and it's an absolute nightmare. And then I've had clients who we we put everything in order. It was actually early on. It was actually when I became independent. I had a longtime client. They were one of some of my very first clients. They were both scientists. And um, so uh, they kind of came on board and, and we started, you know, we brought their assets over, we restructured, did their asset allocation. We started creating separate income streams for retirement. We started looking at life insurance. We did the estate planning and the husband got cancer and died. And it was actually, I kind of went in, it was basically me just kind of organizing the assets. I actually, they had a couple properties that, that we needed to get rid of. I actually helped to negotiate the sales on those properties. Um, you know, get that stuff cleaned up. And, you know, to this day, the wife continues to thank me because what I was able to do by having those plans in place and then being able to execute them in a very efficient way, right. it took all that, st that stress. And all now all she had to do was more. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's, I, I watched so many times when a spouse dies, how it's not just I've lost the spouse and that mourning process, but then this fear on how am I going to live? I mean, I was talking to my neighbor who's, you know, he was a successful engineer with the uh, uh, electric company here in town and he's in his eighties and he's a do it yourself guy. And, you know, I've talked to him for years and years. And I remember um, I was, I, I was over there. Uh, I was having a cocktail with he and his wife and uh, he got up to get a phone call. And this is right after my dad passed away. And, 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 and his wife looked at me and she goes, how does your mom live? And I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, like, how does she have income? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I said, you know, we, we've structured everything and, and, you know, I've worked her through the social security. We got that whole transition thing. I had the assets. We did the estate planning and all that stuff. And she just looked at me and says, you know, I have no idea what I'll do if, if Charlie dies. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that makes me sad. Yeah. That really makes me sad because, you know, if you would just have somebody that if they would just, be open to have somebody to come in and help them get all those affairs in order. I mean, their lives would be just so much more peaceful. And, and again, we all fear these things mm -hmm. and, you know, but, but if we know that everything's going to be taken care of and my mom, even like after my dad passed away, I mean, she's still like, okay, is this going to be okay? I'm like, we got it covered mom. It's cool. Yeah. And she doesn't have to worry about those things. And I think that's why if we can have some foresight, and try, you know, we try to minimize the risks long term. Mm -hmm. Your life's going to be so much more peaceful. 
Well, I hope that topic got you thinking about maybe some of the gaps that you may have. So, and again, every financial plan is different. So please reach out to us, go to our website, highliftfinancial.com, click on the let's talk button, and we'll be more than happy to schedule 20, 30 minutes, no obligation, no cost, just to talk about your situation and see if the assessment is right for you. But on our next episode of Your Business, Your Life, we're going to discuss one of the most important things uh, for all listeners, and that's how to pick a financial advisor. Again, you know, there's 100,000 different advisors out there. How do you pick the right ones? And what are the questions that you need to ask to find the right one for you? So I look forward to that. Again, if the assessment is something that you want to look at, go to our website, highlightfinancial.com, click on Let's Talk, and we'll be more than happy to chat. So with that, take care, God bless, and we'll see you next episode. Hey, I really want to thank you for listening to the Your Business, Your Life podcast. If you want to be notified when new episodes become available, click the subscribe button below. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of High Lift Financial. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment, legal, or tax advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified professional with any questions you may have regarding your business or personal planning. DeFrancesco Financial Concierge, LLC, DBA, High Lift Financial, is a registered investment advisor. Registration with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission or any state security authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training.